What is up, everybody? This is your main man, Tyler, here with the Around the Bases podcast. Here to recap week eight of the collegiate softball season, as well as conference standings recap, RPI rankings, the week nine schedule, and lastly, the stat leaders, both individual and for teams. A lot of good stuff this weekend, or this week. Weather is, of course, having another impact on games being canceled or postponed or what have you, but, you know, all in all, it l- just let's just be happy with what we get. Um, so let's just start with the Week 8 recap. Florida State rolled past North Florida 12-3 thanks to Mac Leonard's two doubles, five RBIs. Boston U took down UConn on the road 5-2. NC State took down Charlotte at home in a 9-4 victory. Thus continuing Charlotte's fall from grace. Paige Cook's two homers, seven RBIs, led Mississippi State to a 19-14 win at Middle Tennessee State one of the highest offensive games of the season. Missouri takes another hard loss in an 11-7 loss at Kansas, and that's really inexcusable. That's almost... It's not on the level of losing to Kansas football, but it is not a good look to lose to a Kansas team, even if it is on the road. Um... So Missouri's just been, they may have a winning record still, but they just don't look like a really great team like they should. Uh, But Valerie Cagle's 11 strikeouts led Clemson to an 8-1 home victory over South Carolina. Louisiana got two runs in the eighth to take down Texas on the road in a huge victory for them. Thus, we're getting revenge on Texas for winning a doubleheader on Louisiana's home turf. So, kudos to the Ragin' Cajuns for getting that victory at Texas. Uh, Florida handled Central Florida easily at home in a 10-3 win. Moving on to Thursday's action. Don Baudrug's 12 strikeouts. Led Stony Brook to a doubleheader, 10 opening, 10-6 home victory over Sacred Heart. And Don Bodrug, or Bodrug, Bodrug, however you pronounce her name, forgive me for not knowing right offhand, but um, she's probably another great pitcher that not a lot of people know about, unless you've played against them or our game planning for them. But she's a solid one, and I'll talk about her more as she was a part of yesterday, Tuesday's action. Andrea Howard's two homers, five RBIs, lift Mexico to an 8-3 series and doubleheader opening win at BYU. Later that day, BYU responded to even the series by steamrolling Game 2, in a 12-1 five-inning victory, setting up a rubber match on Friday, which I will get to shortly. Speaking of Friday, let's start with Friday. Carly Ricketts, 10 strikeouts, led Butler to a series opening 6-2 win at home against UConn. 
Good win for Butler as in a matchup of the top two teams currently in the Big East standings. And then BYU cruised to the series win at home against New Mexico in a 17-1 five-inning win. Thus, BYU firmly supplanting that the idea, the notion that they are much better than New Mexico. Wisconsin took the series and doubleheader opener at home against Indiana in a 7-5 win. Later that day, Indiana responded to even the series with a 7-4 win, thus setting up a rubber match, which was supposed to be on Saturday, but because of weather, got pushed to Sunday, so I will get to that in Sunday's recap. Grand Canyon took the series and doubleheader opener at home against Cal Baptist in a 5-2 win. Later that day, Kinsey Coltzels, and forgive me if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, Homer in the 10th guaranteed the series win for Grand Canyon in a 3-2 win over Cal Baptist. And this was basically to ensure that Grand Can this series was to ensure that Grand Canyon is still on top of the whack as it stands. And they are still at the top as you'll see when we get to conference standings. Uh, a pop-up single by Jordan Rudd walked it off for Northwestern in the ninth to get the series opening win over Michigan at home. 4-3, Northwestern stayed unbeaten into the Big Ten, Michigan stayed winless to that point. You, uh, Virginia got humbled real quick as Florida State rolled in Charlottesville on Friday in a 9-0 five-inning win. Georgina Cork threw 11 more strikeouts in South Florida's 9-0 win at East Carolina. <clears throat> Tennessee rolls to a 9-1 five-inning win over Mississippi State to open their series at home. UNLV rolled to an easy 9-0 five-inning win at Boise State to open their series. Oregon State shut down Cal on the road to pick up the series opening 4-0 win. <clears throat> Georgia Tech scored 4 in the 7th to earn the series opening 9-8 win at Notre Dame. Ole Miss takes the series opener at home against Arkansas in a 2 to nothing win, which was pretty surprising, not going to lie. Um, I, on, I mean, I did say I think Arkansas would win the series 2-1, to one, but I, re, I, I don't know if I firmly believed it until they won that series opener on Friday. Valerie Cagle's 12 strikeouts and Aaliyah... Logaleo's two homers, eight RBIs, led Clemson to a series opening 12-4 win at North Carolina. Sage Pye's two homers, six RBIs, led Marshall to an 11-4 win at home against Charlotte. Stormy Kotzelnik's homer is the difference in Louisiana's 1-0 series opening win at Texas State. Auburn takes the series opener at home against Florida in a 3-1 win. Mary Iacopo's three-run homer walks it off for Texas in their 7-5 win over Iowa State to open their home series, or to open their series at home. 
Kentucky scores four in the last two innings to take the series opener at LSU in a 5-3 win. Matty Watson's seven RBIs led Southeastern Louisiana to a 9-1 six-inning win over Incarnate Word. Jada Cecil threw 16 strikeouts in UC San Diego's 2-0 win over Hawaii. Kudos to Jada Cecil. She's another pitcher that doesn't isn't going to get a lot of recognition, especially on the East Coast, uh, playing for a team that is West Coast. Uh, Washington scored seven in the sixth to take the series opener in 12-7 win at Arizona. Again, another this is the, that series just proved that Arizona is just not good right now. Or this season, but um, Maggie Ballant threw a 12-strikeout two-hitter in San Diego State's 1-0 win over Nevada. UCLA takes down Oregon at home in series opening 3-1 win. And that concludes Friday's recap, so moving on to Saturday's action. Ashley Miller's 12 strikeouts even the series for Michigan State in their 2-1 win over Ohio State at home. Mary Half's 10 strikeouts even the series for Arkansas at Ole Miss in a 6-3 win. Miranda Johnson walks it off for Notre Dame in a wild 13-12 nine-inning win over Georgia Tech to even the series at home with the rubber match on Sunday. UConn even the series at Butler with a 5-0 win on Saturday. Jada Coleman and Lindsey Elam's homers lifted Oklahoma 2-2-0 win over at home over UAB. Uh, Florida State cruises to a series win in Charlottesville against UVA with another 9-0 win. Melissa Guembarda's two homers, five RBIs, led Clemson to the series win at North Carolina in a 7-0 victory. Georgina Cork throws a 13-strikeout no-hitter in South Florida's 6-0 win at East Carolina, thus clinching the series. Mississippi State evens the series at Tennessee in an 8-3 win with a rubber match on Sunday. Louisiana rolls to the series win at Texas State in a 10-1 5-inning win. Florida holds off Auburn to even the series on the road in a 7-6 win. Excuse me, 7-6. Bella Dayton walks it off in the 8th for Texas in their 11-10 win over Iowa State to clinch that series at home. Addison Barnard's double, two homers, six RBIs led Wichita State to a 13-4 six-inning win over Tulsa at home. Lindsey Hendricks' 12 strikeouts led Syracuse to a 1-0 win over Pitt at home. Oregon State shuts down Cal again to win the series on the road in an 8-0 six-inning win. Kennedy Brown's 17 strikeouts lead UC Davis to the home 8-1 win over Cal State Bakersfield. Today, Chapman walks it off for Grand Canyon to get the home sweep of Cal Baptist in a 4-3 win. Charlotte continues their free fall yet again, losing at March, 
Marshall 11 to 10 in eight innings. I don't know where uh, what happened to Charlotte and why they're just regressing. Um, maybe they just overachieved the non-conference play and the Conference USA is just kicking their ass. Um, but being four and eight in Conference USA play is just not what Charlotte should be given how their non-conference went. And their their RPI is dropping fast. So if they want to stay in the firmly in the NCAA tournament, they need to step up their game big time. Georgia snapped an eight-game losing streak against the Crimson Tide to ascend to the top of the SEC standings as they got the series opening 5-3 win at the Roadhouse. Very impressive. Um, spoiler, Georgia didn't stay atop the SEC standings for very long, um, as I'll get allude to a little bit later here. Uh, but Bailey Klingler's two homers, five RBIs, led Washington to the series win at Arizona in a 7-5 win. Utah pounds Stanford 11-2 in five innings. Slight shocker there as Stanford has a very good pitching staff, so that result seemed very off in my opinion, but it is what it is. Riley Galloway's 18 strikeouts lifted Western Michigan to a 4-2 win at Buffalo. Jada Cecil's threw 13 more strikeouts on Saturday, but that wasn't enough as Hawaii wins 1-0 at UC San Diego. UNLV stranded the bases loaded as they guaranteed a series win at Boise State in a 7-3 win on Saturday. Aaron Koffel's three-run homer in the eighth lifted Kentucky to their first series win against LSU in some time as they pick up the win 8-5. UCLA takes the series at home against Oregon with a 5-2 win, thus concluding Saturday's recap. So let's move on to Sunday's action. UConn wins the series at Butler with a 3-0 win. Not surprising. UConn is the better team for me, and they are still on top of the Big East standings because of that series. Rachel Lewis's homer in the sixth inning lifts Northwestern past Michigan in a 6-4 win that guaranteed the series win with another game coming later. Later that day, Michigan avoided the sweep at Northwestern and picked up their first Big Ten win in an 8-3 victory. Florida State dispatched Virginia on the road with ease for a sweep in a 7-2 victory, thus proving that Virginia was not ready to be atop of the ACC standings and be a part of the Big Dogs yet. Maybe next season maybe not but they certainly weren't ready to contend with the ACC's best this year and they're going to get another chance to prove themselves the next couple weekends which I will be looking forward to seeing how those play out but we'll get to those and cover those as we move forward 
Tennessee rolls to a series win at home against Mississippi State in 10 to 1 six inning win. Not really shocked here. Tennessee's the better team and they won the series, so I'm not shocked in any way. Ohio State takes the series at Michigan State with a 2 to 1 win. Again, not very shocking. Ohio State's the better team. Um, so they went into Michigan State and got the series win. Clemson rolls to the sweep at North Carolina with a 12-4 five-inning win. I honestly thought North Carolina being at home might be able to challenge Clemson a little bit more. Um, but clearly that wasn't the case as Clemson went for the clean sweep in pretty much easy fashion. Texas State avoids a home sweep against Louisiana with a 5-4 win. Again, Louisiana is the better team. But Texas State was able to pull it back and avoid the sweep at home. Wisconsin scores five in the sixth to take the series at home against Indiana with a 6-2 win. Again, not surprising. Wisconsin is better, and they were able to get the win. Addison Barnard and Neely Herring combined for four homers, ten RBIs. In Wichita State's 15-7, 5 inning win over Tulsa. Excuse me for yawning there. It is late Tuesday night, about to be Wednesday morning. Uh, but Jolie Mitchell hit a walk-off three-run homer to lift Notre Dame to the series win over Georgia Tech in another wild game, which ended 15-13 in eight innings. If there's going to be a candidate for series of the season, when we look back on this season, I would put this Notre Dame-Georgia Tech series right at the top of that list because that every game was within two runs. It was 13-12, and then 15-13, and two of the games went to extra innings. If that's not the series of the year when this season is said and done, I will be stunned by that, just saying. Uh, but Kentucky scored four in the seventh to get the sweep at LSU in a 5-3 to three win. Huge for Kentucky. LSU last was the last team to sweep that series in 2013. Well, Kentucky has flipped the script and has gotten better in this series playing against LSU. So good for the Wildcats. Keely Richard throws a 14 strikeout no-hitter in Virginia Tech's 1-0 win, 1-0 series and doubleheader opening win at Central Florida. Then, later that day, Emma Lemley threw a 12-strikeout one-hitter in Virginia Tech's 7-0 win to clinch the series at Central Florida. Um, Florida got the series win at Auburn thanks to a 3-0 win. Not shocked there. Florida may have started off that series slow, but they got the series win nonetheless on the road at Auburn. So, good for the Gators to avoid sliding out of the top 10. Daniel Gibson's two homers, four RBIs lifted Arkansas to the series win at Ole Miss in an 8-0 win. 
So ultimately, my prediction of Arkansas winning two of the three at Ole Miss came true. It just shocked me that Ole Miss won the opener. But sometimes that's how things play out. Kennedy Brown throws 12 strikeout one hitter in UC's Davis's 2 0 win over Cal State Bakersfield. So Kennedy Brown had a very successful weekend in the circle. UNLV got the sweep at Boise State in an 8 5 win. Clearly, Boise State couldn't handle the hype around this series. Even if it was just generated by me. It was a huge series within the Mountain West, and it dropped Boise State down to fourth in the Mountain West, which I'll get to here shortly. But Boise State didn't handle the fact that they were getting top 25 consideration very well. And UNLV capitalized on that to get the series sweep on the road, no less. Uh, UCLA gets a home sweep of Oregon in 4-2 wins. I thought Oregon had a chance to win and steal a game, but didn't happen. So, Oregon State pitching was on fire as they swept Cal on the road in a 1-0 win. They didn't allow a run at all this weekend while they were at Cal. So, kudos to the Oregon State pitching staff for being so damn good. Amanda Fox's 11 strikeouts lifted Illinois State past Missouri Valley, leading Indiana State 5-3. Now, they were leading at the time of that game, but they are not in first anymore. I can guarantee you that. Uh, Charlize Palacios walks it off for, to save Arizona from being swept at home by Washington in a 10-9 win. Um... Not really shocked, to be honest with you, but um, kudos to Arizona for not getting swept. I thought they were going to. They just didn't look good at all. Um, Alabama scores six in the sixth to even the series at home against Georgia with a 9-3 win. Rubber match on Mike up Monday. Speaking of Monday, Shannon Doherty's double in the 11th saves Central Florida from a home sweep against Virginia Tech in a 5-4 win. So good good for Central Florida to go out and get that win and avoid being swept by one of the top teams in the nation right now. Lexi Kilfoyle, meanwhile, threw a 10-strikeout perfect game as Alabama took the series at home against Georgia in a 9-0 six-inning win. I mentioned Don Baudrug earlier. Uh, here we go again. Today, Don Baudrug threw a 15-strikeout no-hitter in Stony Brook's 8-0 win over St. John's. Again, very underrated pitcher, very good at what she does. Notre Dame scores 2 in the 6th to score a massive win at home against Northwestern in a 3-2 win. Good for Notre Dame. They, this might put them back into the top 25 in both major polls. Carly Spades, two homers, seven RBIs, led Miami of Ohio to a 15-8 win at Toledo in a Game 2 of their doubleheader. Very good for Miami of Ohio. 
Lizzie Avery's 12 strikeouts lifted Boston University to an 8-1 win at Harvard in the second game of their doubleheader. Boston U won that opening game as well, just in case you were wondering. Uh, but lastly, Lenny Malkin's Grand Slam leads Arkansas to the 6-4 win at Central Arkansas. As I've mentioned, Central Arkansas likes to give top teams trouble, and they did. They gave Arkansas trouble, but Arkansas firmly controlled the game and won it, so kudos to the Razorbacks for that. Let's move on to the conference standings. So McNeese is 6-0, and Southeastern Louisiana is 3-0. Both are tied for the first in the Southland Conference, being undefeated. Liberty is on top of the Atlantic Sun, undefeated at 9-0. North Florida comes in right behind them in second. South Alabama is still on top of the Sun Belt. They finally got over 500 for the season, but they only have one loss in the Sun Belt. Uh, Louisiana comes in at second. Troy comes in right behind them in third. App State fourth. Texas State fifth. Alabama's on top of the SEC. Arkansas and Kentucky right behind them, tied for second. Tennessee fourth. Florida and Auburn are tied for fifth. Georgia seventh. Ole Miss ninth. Missouri tenth. LSU eleventh. Texas A&M twelfth. And South Carolina last. Um. George Washington is on top of the A-10 at a perfect 9-0. Virginia Tech is on top of the ACC at 11-0. Duke is second. Florida State third. Notre Dame fourth. Virginia's fifth. And Clemson has fought their way up to sixth. UMass Lowell's on top of the America East with UMBC right behind them in second. Weber State's on top of the Big Sky. USC Upstate on top of the Big South. Longwood right behind them in second. Nebraska is on top of the Big Ten at 5-0, the only undefeated team left in the Big Ten. Northwestern, Wisconsin tied for second. Ohio State tied for fourth. And Michigan's tied for tenth. Astounding that Michigan is so low on the chart. UAB is on top of Conference USA. North Texas is second, Western Kentucky's third. Oakland is on top of the Horizon League. Northern Iowa is on top of the Missouri Valley now. Murray State and Belmont are tied for the Ohio Valley lead, and they will play a series against each other this weekend, which I will get to later as a part of the Week 9 schedule. Um, UNCG is on top of the SOCON. San Diego State, or South Dakota State, excuse me, is on top of the Summit League, tied with Kansas City at 4-2 in the conference. Um, Grand Canyon's on top of the WAC. Central Florida and Wichita State are tied atop the American, being undefeated. Yukon's on top of the Big East. Oklahoma State, Texas, and Oklahoma tied undefeated atop the Big 12. Central Michigan is surprisingly on top of the MAC now, thanks to Miami of Ohio dropping a couple games this weekend to Ohio. They're second now. St. Francis is on top of the NEC. No surprise, Boston University is on top of the Patriot. Lehigh is also undefeated in the Patriot League. 
Princeton and Harvard are tied atop the Ivy League. Cal State Fullerton, Hawaii, and Long Beach State are all tied atop the Big West at 7-2. South Dakota State's on top of the Missouri Valley, uh, the Mountain West. UNLV's third. Boise State is fourth. Utah State's actually tied with San, uh, San Diego State being undefeated, but I didn't feel like including them. UCLA and Arizona State are tied atop of the Pac-12. Oregon State is third. Stanford fourth. Oregon fifth. Washington and Cal tied for sixth. Utah eighth. And Arizona ninth and last. So that's your conference standings. Let's move on to the um, RPI rankings. UMBC 156. James Madison's up to 86. San Diego State 83, North Alabama 77, Troy 74, South Alabama, I said North Alabama 77, South Alabama 71, North Florida 70, Texas State 65, Loyola Marymount 64, Cal State Fullerton 60, Boston University 59, Boise State 58, USC Upstate 57. UNLV 54, Weber State 50, 49, BYU 47, North Texas 46, South Dakota State 45, Western Kentucky 43, Wichita State 42, South Florida is 40, Liberty's 39, Louisiana's 38, Stanford's 35, Nebraska 33, Georgia Tech 32, Charlotte 31, Charlotte has fallen from 9th in the first RPI rankings all the way down to 31st. Michigan's 30, Oregon State's 29, Ole Miss 24, Notre Dame 22, Ohio State 21, Georgia 20, Washington 19, Arkansas 18, Auburn 17, Kentucky 16, Arizona State 15, Texas 14, Clemson 13, Oregon 12, Yes. Central Florida 11, Tennessee 10, Duke 9, Florida 8, Oklahoma State 7, Northwestern 6, Florida State 5, UCLA 4, Alabama 3, Virginia Tech 2, and Oklahoma obviously is at number 1. That having been said, let's move on to the Week 9 schedule. Starting Wednesday, technically today as I'm recording this. Louisiana at McNeese, um, I'm pretty confident Louisiana is going to win, but McNeese has that reputation of being able to take Louisiana, LSU, and teams of those caliber and give them a hell of a fight. So I want to see what that looks like. Mississippi State at Southern Miss, I want to see if Southern Miss can take down an SEC team. Central Florida at North Florida, a battle between Central Florida's loaded offense and North Florida's stacked, apparently stacked pitching staff, which is top five in ERA in the nation. Duke at UNCG. UNCG almost beat Oregon earlier this year. And I want to see if they can beat Duke on their home field. Florida State at Florida, the battle for the best team in Florida in top 10. 
Uh, this is going to be a heavyweight showdown on the SEC Network tonight. Oklahoma State goes to Wichita State. I think Oklahoma State will win, but I think it'll be much closer than it was on in Stillwater. And Belmont at Western Kentucky is a low-key great matchup, pitting uh, one of the best in the Ohio Valley against one of the best in Conference USA. I think that's a fantastic matchup that you should be looking for. Moving on into Tuesday. Tuesday we've got a few things. we got Duke at James Madison for a doubleheader. Maybe James Madison's last chance to pick up massive quality wins. Uh, Virginia Tech at Liberty. That's a huge game for the state of Virginia. And Stephen F. Austin at North Texas. And the only reason I bring up Stephen F. Austin is because they're leading their division in the WAC, which is two divisions this year. Um, Stephen of Austin, very good team, very good program, the Lady Jacks. Um, I want to see if they can go to North Texas and potentially sneak out of there with a win. I don't know if they will, but I'd like to see how it plays out. But let's move on to the series this weekend. You got Cal at Utah. Um, give me Cal 2-1 to one there. San Diego State at UNLV for three games is a huge series in the Mountain West yet again. Um, and UNLV didn't help their cause by losing to Dixie State yesterday, 8 to nothing. So I'm going to say San Diego State 2-1. to one. Troy at Louisiana, huge game for the Sun Belt. Or huge series for the Sun Belt. I'm going to go Louisiana 2-1. to one. Creighton at UConn for three games. That's a huge series in the Big East. Um, give me U. Uh, although I'm gonna say UConn sweeps at home. Ole Miss at Kentucky. I don't know what Ole Miss team I'm gonna get, so I'm gonna go Kentucky two to one. UCLA at Stanford for three games. As much as I love what Stanford's pitching staff has done this season, I'm going to take UCLA for a clean sweep on the road. Wichita State at South Florida for three games. Can Georgina Cork shut down Wichita State's extremely potent offense in order to get a huge series win? I'm going to say no. I Because if South Florida doesn't... If she's not pitching it's likely they're going to give up a ton of runs. And their offense just isn't equipped to be able to overcome that. So I'm going to say Wichita State wins this series 2-1. to one. Missouri at Mississippi State for three. Um, I don't know what I'm going to get out of Missouri day in, week game, week in, week out. So give me Mississippi State at home 2-1. to one. Northwestern at Ohio State for three. That's a huge series in the Big Ten right now. Um, I'm going to go Northwestern two to one. Western Kentucky at UAB. The top two teams in Conference USA going to get against each other for three. Give me Western Kentucky two to one. Arizona at Oregon State for three games. I want. I really want to believe Arizona here, but I'm going to go Oregon State two to one. Penn State at Michigan for three games. Penn State's up uh, in the upper half of the Big Ten right now. 
I want to see if they're able to go to Ann Arbor and keep Michigan's woes within the Big Ten going, ongoing. Honestly, I don't see that happening. I see a Michigan sweep at home here. I've been to Michigan and been to Ann Arbor in regional play. I it, It's too daunting for me, in my mind for Penn State to be able to overcome. Auburn at Arkansas for three is a huge game, a huge series in the SEC. Um, Arkansas's at home. Give me Arkansas two to one. Arizona State at Oregon. I think that's. Arizona State at Oregon for three games. Um, I'm actually going to go Arizona State two to one. Tennessee at Georgia. I, for the most part, I liked what I saw out of Georgia at Alabama this weekend. So for that reason, I'm going Georgia two to one. Duke at Virginia for three games. I, again, I don't believe in Virginia in the ACC yet because they hadn't played anyone truly good in the ACC. Um, Duke sweep in Charlottesville, and UVA's woes continue. Alabama at Florida could be the uh, series of the weekend. Um <sighs> Give me Alabama 2-1. to one. Virginia Tech at Florida State could be the series of the weekend as well. That is the ACC's two best teams essentially going against each other. And Florida State being at home, I think that plays to their advantage. So give me Florida State 2-1. to one. I mentioned them earlier in the Southland. Southeast Louisiana will be playing at McNeese State this weekend. So one team will not be... Uh, one team will lose their undefeated status within the Southland Conference. And I think they both lose as McNeese takes the series at home 2-1. to one. South Alabama at Appalachian State or App State. <sighs> South Alabama 2-1. to one. Loyola Marymount at BYU for three games. That's a huge series. Basically will, in my mind will determine who the West Coast Conference champion is and will represent them in the tournament. Um, BYU 2-1. to one. Lastly, I mentioned it from the Ohio Valley, Murray State at Belmont this weekend. I honestly don't know enough about either team to make an educated guess here, so I'm just going to leave that one be and just say you check it out and Murray State. Uh, Murray State and Belmont should be a good series. Well, let's move on to the individual stat leaders. Sydney McKinney of Wichita State leads the nation in batting average with a .543. Jocelyn Allo, third, .513. And Oklahoma's t her teammate, Oklahoma's Talon Snow, is fifth with a .500. Hope Troutwine of Oklahoma leads the nation in ERA with a .13. Georgina Cork over at South Florida second with .42. UCLA's Lauren Shaw fourth, 
and UMBC's Courtney Coppersmith, fifth at .59. Courtney Coppersmith also leads the nation in strikeouts per seven innings with 15.5. Her teammate Kaya Matter is second with 12.9. Virginia Tech's Emma Limley's third at 12.6. Kelly Maxwell of Oklahoma State is fourth with 12.5 per, uh, per seven innings, and Hope Troutwine is fifth. 12.4. Georgina Cork leads the nation in victories with 25, also leads the nation in shutouts with 14. USC Upstate's Hannah Hauge, second in victories with 20, second in shutouts with 10. Um, Catherine Sandercock of Florida State and Auburn's Maddie Penta are tied for third in victories with 18. Jocelyn Allo leads the nation in slugging percentage, 1.276. Washington's Bailey Klingler is second, 1.057. Arizona State's Yanira Acuna, third, 1.013. Arkansas's Daniel Gibson, fourth, 1.011. And Wichita State's Addison Barnard, fifth, 1.01. Justin Hall leads the nation in on-base percentage as well with a .681. Texas a ms Haley Lee, third, .613, Yanira Acuna, fourth, .606, and her teammate at Arizona State, Sydney Sanders, fifth, .594. Christina Burkhardt of Michigan, still second in the nation in doubles with 16. Georgia Tech's Emma Koff and UCLA Savannah Pola, tied for fifth with 13. Sydney McKinney also leads the nation in hits with 57. Oregon State's Kiki Escobar and Ole Miss's Tate Whitley tied for third with 53. And Texas's Janae Jefferson comes in at fifth with 52. Addison Barnard leads the nation in home runs with 18. Nebraska's Billy Andrews and Bailey Klingler tied for second with 17. Jocelyn Allo alone in fourth with 16. And Mississippi State's Mia Davidson and Florida State's Michaela Edenfield tied for fifth with 15. Central Florida's Jada Cody leads the nation in RBIs with 53. Bailey Klingler comes right behind in second with 51. Addison Barnard third, 48. LSU's Georgia Clark, Notre Dame's Karina Gaskins, and Arizona's Carly Scoopin are all tied for fifth with 44. Arizona State's Marissa Schuld leads the nation in strikeout-to-walk ratio at 19.25. Georgina Cork comes in at second at 16.47. And Utah's Sydney Sandez comes in fifth, 10.29. And lastly for individual, Georgina Cork is running away with the strikeout lead as she is now 93 strikeouts ahead of the next best player, as she has 280. Marshall's Sydney Nestor comes in at second with 187. Daniel Williams over at Northwestern, third with 184. Keely Richard of Virginia Tech, fourth, 183. And Troy's Leanna Johnson, fifth, 182. And lastly, let's move on to the team statistics leaders. Oklahoma leads the nation in batting average, .383. Louisiana second, .364. Wichita State third, 
Arizona State 4th, .344, and Kentucky 5th, .342. Oklahoma leads the nation in ERA with .67, UCLA 2nd, 1.16, Florida State 3rd, 1.28, USC Upstate 4th, 1.34, and North Florida comes in at 5th at 1.39. Florida State leads the nation in fielding percentage at .988, Florida 2nd, 0.983, Oregon State 3rd, 0.983, and Boise State 4th, 0.981. Or Oklahoma leads the nation in homers per game with 2.59, Wichita State 2nd, 2.2, UNCG three, uh, is 3rd with 2.11, Miami of Ohio 4th, 1.93, and Arizona State comes up in 5th with 1.87. Oregon also leads the nation in runs per game or scoring 9.44. Wichita State second 8.03. Arkansas third 7.58. Georgia fourth 7.39. And Duke fifth 7.18. Oklahoma leads the nation in slugging percentage with a .783. Arizona State second .68 a .662. Wichita State third .661. Georgia 4th, 0.630. Duke 5th, 0.626. UCLA leads the nation in strikeout to walk ratio at 7.75. San, uh, San Diego State 2nd, 7.17. Oregon State 3rd, 6.54. Oklahoma 4th, 6.11. And Virginia Tech 5th, 5.77. Lastly, Florida State leads the nation in walks with 170. Georgia Tech and Oklahoma are tied for second with 166. Central Florida is fourth at 159. And Texas comes in at fifth with 158. So that is all I have for you here going into week nine of the college softball season. Should be another game, uh, another great week uh, of softball. Um, hopefully weather doesn't ruin too many games here and there. Um, get, just get your eyeballs on as many softball games as you can. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be a good week of softball for sure. Um, you, and you want to keep up with as much as you can and watch as many games as you can. Um, but I hope you have a great, happy, healthy week moving forward. And just keep your eyes on the softball this week. I will be back again next week for another episode. Until then, this is Tyler signing off with the Around the Basis podcast. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you for listening. Let's have a great softball week. Good night.